Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Thanks for joining us. The A-League Women's Champions have been crowned. Six teams gone, but six still remain in the quest for the men's holy grail and plenty more to talk about. And alongside me to get the job done is my co-host, VIG. G'day, mate. Good evening. Right alongside you. I was going to say, it's been a while since we're uh, in the We're rubbing shoulders. Yeah, I was going to say, COVID's really stuffed things up for us in regards to uh, being a dynamic duo side by side. Usually it's uh, from across the... uh, the other side of the country, but uh, yeah, it's nice to have you alongside me, and I know I've, you got me back. Yeah, good to be, good to be. All right, so Central Coast Mariners secure a second place finish with the youngest average squad age in the A League. Already a fantastic achievement, but even more impressive is Monty's faith in the youth. Yeah, huge, and um, you know it, it's been a project for him and his coaching staff. So they've worked with players, um, you know, right through the youth ranks um, in the academy there. And brought them all the way up to the first team, and, and now they're paying dividends with that. Yeah, look, it's uh, been very enjoyable watching them this year, and uh, they're one of the more uh, one of the teams that are more easy on the eye. And so, uh, you know, full credit to Monty, Sergio, and, and everybody at the uh, Mariners. And look, we'll see if they can go uh, even one better and and win the championship in the in the coming weeks. But they are uh, they wait now for a semi final clash against uh, obviously the winner of uh, one of the elimination finals. Moving on to Mile Sajowski extends his time at MacArthur Bulls, signing on until the end of the 24-25 season. Good call? Bad call? Or no, say nothing on it? <laughs> it's, an inter- it's an interesting call because, um, you know, his audition at the back end of this season wasn't great. So um, it, it's surprising, but maybe they see something there. Maybe he, he needs a, a fresh start. He needs to start with preseason, um, you know, bring his own players in uh, and, and start building something there because... They need to change something at, at MacArthur. Then they, they need to do something. They need to, um, you know, get back on the horse, so to speak. And um, they, they need to mix things up a bit and and pretty much just start from scratch again. I think. Yeah, look, I like Millay, but I think they jumped the gun. He's got a whole season next year to prove. Halfway through the season, he could have said, "Yes, okay, we're heading in the right direction," or "No, we're not." But uh, to lock him in, based on what we've seen so far this year, okay, he's got. Uh, you know, he's been been sort of stuck with the cattle that uh, was brought in by his predecessors. But uh, even using losing Uli, you know, late in the season, I haven't seen anything that's excited me. So, look, I hope he proved me wrong and I hope he turns things around for the MacArthur fans and for the club. But uh, at this point in time, I reckon they uh, they went a little bit early. Uh, Sydney FC was absolutely brilliant in breaking their three-year hoodoo, but unfortunately a black cloud hovers above as the decision to sell the rights to Sydney meant Western United had to travel to Sydney instead of hosting the grand final in Melbourne. We'll never know if they would have if that would have changed the result, but the Sky Blues were a joy to watch and totally deserve the double. Yeah, look, you, you can only play what's in front of you as a footballer, and um, Sydney were just brilliant. They just absolutely dominated Western uh, United. Um, would there have been a, a different result if it was played in Melbourne? Potentially, who knows? But on on the day, it's whoever shows up on the day, and, and Sydney showed up, and, and unfortunately, Western United didn't. If anyone could find Danny Townsend, they could ask him because uh, pretty much since that's happened, he's gone underground. No one can find him. Uh, look, it was a decision that was made by them. And I think, look, if anything, I don't know if you saw today, there's been the announcement of a new CEO for the AFL. Uh, Gil McLaughlin will be handing over to him. I think his name's Matt Dillon or something along those lines. I'll be handing over to him during this transition. The way they did it today is the way you should be able to deliver news and be able to treat your fans properly. So if there's a lesson in today uh, for the A-League, just do things right. Whether people like the news, don't like the news, at least tell them to their face. Tell them honestly in that way. They might not like the news, but they'll respect you the way that you delivered it. Super talented Melbourne City defender Jordan Boss looks set for a move to Europe with uh, Belgian outfit KVC Westerlo. 
Uh, and, he, and in the process, will probably break the transfer record for an Australian exiting the A-League. Other good news for him is that he has a Dutch passport through his father, so hopefully it helps the deal happen. Yeah, look, there's been there's been interest, um, you know, from from multiple clubs, from what I hear. Um, and I think, if you correct me if I'm wrong, but Westerlo might may be part of that uh, the city group. So um, I don't know if he if he's staying within the city group. I don't know if it'll be. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting one. But look, he's he's definitely ready to go overseas and and play in Europe. I think he's had a he had a stellar breakout year um, here, and you know he, he he performed really well. He got himself into the Socceroos. Uh, made his debut there for the national team, so I, I think he's ready for that next step overseas. He's he's got all the attributes, um, you know, physical attributes to to you know go overseas and and succeed. Um, but it's 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 tough overseas too. You know, you, there's there's tactical, um, you know, parts of the game that he he can still improve on, and 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 he's defending as well. He, he's a great attacker. He's great with the ball at his feet. Um, but there's there's other parts of his game. He, he's still young. There's other parts of his game that he still needs to improve and, and build on and. Um, as long as he's going to a place where he's playing regularly, playing consistently, um, you know, playing in a, in, a, in a decent league over there as well. So, um, you know, he he just needs to be doing doing all that. He's still he's still young, still still learning, um, but he but he definitely has a, a bright future ahead if he ahead of him if he um, keeps his head on his shoulders. Yeah, look, no doubt about it. It's a hard slog in uh, Europe. It's uh, quality leagues and it's very difficult. But uh, based on the performance that he put in again against. Uh, a good Wanderers on the weekend and the attributes, as you said, that he has. Uh, you know, it's only a matter of time before he breaks out of the city, so to speak, and uh, gets himself a shot at somewhere in Europe. And look, you know, he's as good as any Aussies that have gone overseas in the in the previous years of, of being a success. He, as we said, he's, he's similar in balance in the way that uh, Gareth Bale plays, and that's a big call. But, uh, you know, he does. We see similarities there. He's big, strong, fast. He strikes a good ball. So, you know, hopefully he gets a good deal and you know can kick on and, and that gives us another quality player for the Socceroos in the future. Perfect player update. The fans voted for a hybrid of both our players, but neither of us won outright, uh, which we can talk maybe talk about in more detail in the coming weeks when there's left football to chat about. Player escape room, Wellington Phoenix midfielder Clayton Lewis preparing to face Adelaide in Friday's elimination final joins us for a chat. We wrap up the A-League Women's Grand Final, revolutionised roundup of the last round of men's action. And is there anything I didn't see? VIG. I was just scrolling through Instagram before, and up popped uh, Rude Van Nisselrooy uh, doing a little dance in the in the dressing room with uh, his PSV uh, uh, players. Is after... he a better dancer or better player? He was a bit stiff, I think. Okay, be a bit of a he still had, he had the, that he no had good the, dancers in the had, football realm. He had the Peter Crouch robot sort of you know action, um, but yeah, PSV beat uh, Ajax in the uh, in the Dutch Cup, so um, on penalties, so. He was uh, getting down and groovy in the in the change room with the lads. Nice to see, isn't it? Goes to show, mate. It brings out brings out the best or the worst dancing in anybody, but it's still a good right, way. Still, you got to show the You got to celebrate, don't you? Hundred percent. So the uh, A League women's wrap. So Sydney shows that experience of being in finals counts, even on the losing side, as they crush Western United four 0 with the double to Madison Haley, Captain Tobin helping herself to a goal, and Princess Abini adding a fourth from the spot. So uh, amazing season for. Uh, debutantes Western United, uh, you know, and even with uh, the Golden Boot winner Hannah Keane leading the forward line, they just didn't have. They just seemed to run out of gas. Did they? Just not enough. Just amazing season. But uh, as I said to you last week, I liked Western United a few weeks ago. But I said if the one team they don't want to play is Sydney with all the experience they have, and unfortunately Sydney got through. And uh, I think I think that signed the death warrant for the uh, Western United's fairy tale ending. But uh, look, they'll learn from this and uh, probably bounce back bigger and yeah. better next season. 
Yeah, look, they, they haven't been there before. They probably played their grand final um, two weeks ago against Sydney in that in that um, in yeah. that semi final, which sent them through to the grand final. So, I think Sydney probably went away from that and had a good hard look at themselves, come back and, and beat Victory, um, make it to the grand final, and then I think just the experience of the, of the players that they have in that squad um, that have been in and around the finals and, and in in grand finals. Um, you know, in, in recent years, and um, they they break their what was it three three four year hoodoo? Yeah, th- uh, I think it was three. three. I think so it was twenty nineteen. I think I think it was against. I think it's Perth Glory in twenty nineteen. I think Anto Uric has had three uh, three premiers plates, but he's had six grand final appearances, and they've only won one um, up until yeah, then. Not, so, not a good strike rate, but no, it's not a great strike rate. But, but to be honest, making six finals is ridiculous, yeah. right? Like his his stats are off the charts. So you know, congratulations to him. Another one, and it's well-deserved. I think it's way to numbers, right? You're playing seven, winning twos, you know, still fantastic. So it was only a matter of time before they added a second. Uh, but Sydney just uh, the benchmark this season. And look, it sets up a another hot season next year with, uh, you know, with a, a Western United with a season under their belt. The Phoenix, you expect, would be better after a, 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 a you know, one year in the, in the league. And there's some, you know, victory in City. You City, expect City and one victory. Of our yeah, City and victory. You're going to expect that they're going to be in the top four again next year. And- and really pushing for that championship because that, that's what they want at the end of the day. Yeah, exciting. And we'll wait and see. My weekly rap has been replaced by a shout-out dedicating a weekly song to a team or a, a player for their good or bad performance. This week's shout-out goes to an Australian midfielder who won the French Cup final with his side, Toulouse Denis Genereau. Unfortunately, he didn't feature in the final, but he contributed in the earlier rounds and has a winner's medal from a cup final in Europe, which is not easy to get your hands on. And the song we sent to him is DJ Khaled's hip-hop track, All I Do Is Win. We wish him all the best for the remainder of League One season and hope he continues playing minutes and doing well in France. All he does do is win. They won one League Two last year, got promoted, and now they've won the French Cup. So um, they're, they're a club on the rise, a big club in France. And, um, you know, he's coming back from a, a long-term injury, so he's He's played a bit of a bit part this season, but um, hopefully starts to get some more minutes in in the back end of this season and and leading into next year. The A League men's table, the final standings for the 2022-23 season. So Melbourne City on 55, Central Coast stealing second spot on 44 with their fantastic uh, result in Adelaide. Adelaide in third on 42, the Wanderers a point further back on 41, Sydney SC on 38, and the Wellington Phoenix rounding out the top six with 35. City just proved too strong again without a win in four games. Adelaide stumbled to the uh, to finish outside the top two. The informed Mariners jumping them after taking 13 or 15 points in their run into the finals. The Wanderers are back in final football, which is a great result for the club, while Sydney and Wellington did enough to extend their seasons. The remaining pack were given plenty of chances to tag onto the top six but couldn't make the most of those opportunities, so don't deserve to be there. Brutal, but true. Straight honesty from you there, I think. There's, <laughs> That's there's, all we no, give. There's no other way. There's no, no sugar coating at VIG. But, um, yeah, I think I think the top six probably deserve to be there more than the bottom six. On to our revolutionised roundup, our only probably full, our only full review again for the remainder of the season because it's the last round uh, or full mat- round of match fixtures with only two games or two elimination finals this week. So we select a match of the day each and a mini review for the other four games. The main game, we give the score, the goal scorers, the players of the game, the turning point, and what uh, Coach Gio or VIG would have done to change the game. The first was the double header, uh, where the top four clashed in this great Friday night fixtures. Adelaide United hosting Central Coast Mariners. How did this one go? 
Yeah, so this was my match of the day. God's going to be hard to pick pick a match of the day each next next week. There's only two games, yeah. Yeah, I know. We might just draw straws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was my match of the round. Um, Adelaide at home. Uh, they lost four one to the Central Coast Mariners. The Mariners were just absolutely clinical. They were on fire. Uh, goals to Marco Tulio in the twenty third. Uh, Benny Encalolo in the forty first. Uh, Tulio again in the fifty seventh. Uh, Harry Steele in the 87th to make it 4-0 at that time, and then Ryan Kiddo with a, a late consolation uh, in the 93rd for Adelaide. I think the Mariners were totally all good. They, they were. They were, they were absolutely totally all good. They were totally all with Adelaide, but um, that rolls into my, my player of the match was Marco Tulio. Uh, scored two goals, could have had a hattie. Um, he's actually never scored a professional hat-trick before, so um, I thought that was an interesting fact, and, and he had a goal uh, disallowed as well, so... Uh, could have had three on the night, but he, he was brilliant. Um, and I think he's been one of the fines of the season in, in the league, along with um, Brian Caltech at the, at the back for the Mariners, who's been absolute rock for them. Isn't it uh, funny how, you know, you can be on a 10-game winning streak like Adelaide and they look like they could never lose again, right? They look like they were unstoppable. They could win especially, everything. Especially at home as well. Yeah. Well, we're sitting there saying, look, if, if City slip up here, the streak they're on, they could go through and win, uh, and win, the, and win the Premier's plate. They all of a sudden have hit the world's biggest air pocket, and all of a sudden where they couldn't—they're they're on free fall. Aren't yeah, they? that's they're what I'm saying. Just... And then all of a sudden, you know, the goals started to dry up, and then when they came back, they can't stop any. So yeah, look, it's just been a horror patch for them. So you would hope, uh, as an Adelaide United fan, that at least they go out and try and find some of that form they had for that ten weeks because their last three hasn't three weeks hasn't been good enough. So if they go out like that against, uh, you know, a Phoenix team, which is struggling, then it could be lights out for them. And to say that five weeks ago, you would have been cracking jokes. You would have laughed at me. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. So the the turning point for me, um, the goal before halftime for the Mariners. So the the crowd were already a little bit deflated and and silenced a little after going 1-0 down. Um, But there's a free kick for a a challenge on Storm Roo and the Adelaide players just switch off for a minute. They allow uh, Encololo to pick up the ball drive towards goal, and he, he gets a lovely uh, shot off into the bottom corner, corner that, to be honest, not much that, that Gauchi could have done about it. It was, it was a brilliant finish. But Isn't he a joy uh, that, to watch Benny Ankeloa? He, when, he's, when he's moving with the ball, <laughs> he just sort of glides. He just glides through the air, and it was, it was a lovely finish. You know, I, I, Granted, he didn't have much pressure on him. The, the Adelaide players were just standing there watching him. Maybe they were in awe of, of the way he plays as well, but... Um, no, he's 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 been. He looks great like he looks like he's maybe in second or third gear, right? Like he doesn't need to get to fourth or fifth because he's just cruising, right? But if you've got an engine like that, you don't need to hit fifth, you know, and be and be going as hard as you put. He just looks like he's just yeah, doing just, it he's so just easy. Cru- he's oh just yeah, he's and, just, and what a fine he came. He came from the the third division in France. I think he was. I think he might have been at, at, at Nancy, who got relegated last year from League Two. So. Um, a great pickup from smart, them. Yeah, smart shopping just from the Mariners. Very again. good shopping from the Mariners. Um, what I would have changed, um, I would have had Iran Kunda from the start. Um, you got to go out there, and you, you got to. But what are we waiting for? Like, is he is he only allowed a certain amount of minutes because of his age? Like, have they only allowed twelve? Like, he's had enough opportunities now where he's gone out and keep scoring off the bench, right? Surely, if nothing else. You reward the kid for his performances off the bench, isn't that? I, I know you're going to say, yeah, look, you uh, can't be disrespectful to other older uh, players, and that he's, he's, he's if you're in the first team, wouldn't matter your age, his form this season warrants a start. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and I know he had a few attitude issues at the start of the season, where he was in in the squad and then and then out of the squad. Um, but but yeah, and I know Jovanovic, the young kid up front, seventeen year old, is is a great footballer as well, but. 
Um, Hiran Kunda's just got that. He's got that X factor. He's got that spark. Um, he he puts fear into the into the defenders, um, and, and he can create something out of nothing. And I think uh, Andy Harper dropped a, a bit of a, a bombshell um, in the broadcast saying that he's on the way to sign for for Bayern Munich, who are a top five club in in the world, along with Real Madrid, Barca, United, and Liverpool. So amazing news! About this kid, this yeah. kid, this kid still hasn't started a game in the A League. Yeah, but amazing news. Not great for Adelaide fans, but you know you got to wish him the best if he's going to an opportunity like that. But I also hope that uh, he, he announced double news is that Harper's leaving and going somewhere else, maybe the Guitar League or something. That'd be I'll fantastic. What, yeah, do not tell Andy Harper any of your secrets because oh yeah, hundred percent, he will tell everyone. But um, but yeah, look, phenomenal match from the Mariners. Um, that they, they, they were great and and thoroughly deserved the four one win. As good as Irakunda is, right? He's only value to you when you put him on your one nil down, or not when you're four one down. Yeah, exactly. no exactly. use to you then. Exactly. You you, you, exactly. you go out with your rocket launcher and it's just too late. Exactly. Like it's already game over. So um, all right, uh, job well done from uh from uh, Monty's uh, men, the Mariners. The uh, second of the Friday games was first versus, I think at the time, it was at first versus third or first versus fourth, whatever it was at the time. But uh, Melbourne City hosting Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, the final score was 3-2. This is my match of the round. So it was 3-2 to Melbourne City, uh, the, uh, the premiers. The goal scorers were Borello, surprise, surprise, in the 41st. Tilio equalising in the 49th. Milanovic restoring uh, Wanderers' lead in the 74th. J-Mac equalising in the 75th, and then uh, Tilio strikes again in the 93rd. Probably uh, player of the match for me, probably in his farewell season in the A-League, was Marco Tilio, who was untouchable. Two goals and also won the penalty that uh, City unfortunately couldn't convert, but he was just everywhere. Every time he had the ball, he was dangerous. It looked like he had it on the string. So I think uh, the, the Wanderers they probably wouldn't say this to you if you asked them, but they were panicking every time he touched the ball. And I think Rudin was probably wishing that he uh, touched the ball less because if he had, they'd probably get something out of the game. So absolute five-star performance from uh, Marco Tilio and goes alongside the Mariners' performance of Tulio. So it's like tomato, tomato, Tilio, Tulio. I'm going to start calling myself Tilio. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but uh, Rudan played uh, young Aiden Simmons at right back, and and to be honest, Tilio just tore him to shreds. He, yeah, he had a good know, game last week. Was a big difference had, playing one of the best he, prospects he's, in the he's, country, and and he's been good. He's been great at, at right back. Don't get me wrong, but you're playing against like like you said, one of the best wingers uh, in the league uh, who's electric and deck direct as hell, and just a handful yeah. for all defenders. So I think maybe you know maybe that that was a a, a mistake from uh, from Marco Rudan. Yeah, look, uh, for me, the turning point was Wanderers just ran out of gas, leading 2-1 with 17 to go. City scored two, had a penalty saved and numerous other good chances. So I think, unfortunately, when your fuel light's on, right, it's just too late. You've got to pull into the nearest servo and they just had nothing left. And I don't know if that's just because City are just so damn good and they just... They went 2-1 up and they drove past the servo, right? <laughs> they, just kept dri- they just kept driving. <laughs> And, and then a minute later, they cop a, cop a goal and it's back to all. So Yeah, it's just frustrating, isn't it? You've given so much for, for that part of the game and it's not like, you, okay, you copped a late equal. They just came at them and they had chance after chance after chance and it was like, is this the same team? Is this the same, the same pe- game? The, the petrol light went on and they thought, no, we'll just we'll run the risk. There's only, there's only, there's only a couple of Ks to go and, and they got caught out. Yeah, look, uh, yes, yeah, so I suppose what I would have done to change, and I think you've touched on the first part, which is around the fact that you've put a young and experienced no, with a lot of potential defender Simmons on 
<laughs> yeah, but, well, he's, but he's an attacker, naturally. He's an yeah, attacker, he is. So he's still got a lot to learn in yeah, that position. He does, but also you've got him giving him the job of tagging Tilio, who when he's hot, he's hot, right? And if he's not, he's not. But he was. This is a night where he was absolutely on fire. So he took him to school. And, uh, you know, Rudin used his subs and he tried to win the game, but City were just too fit and powerful in the last 20 minutes. And, you know, they've just got such a depth on their bench and it's just really, really hard to beat them. And you need to be at your best for 90-plus minutes, right? So very rarely do they have an off day, so you just have to be better than them, and it doesn't happen often. But when it does, you know, you earn your win, and they just couldn't. You know, it was a good performance from Wanderers. They'll get confidence from that, playing against City in Melbourne, um, heading into a final series. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately for them, they just weren't good enough on the day. So uh, that's how it finished, 3-2 to the Premiers. So um, moving on to the first of the Saturday games, and I think this was all four Saturday games. There was nothing on the Sunday. It was... uh, 4-0 on the Saturday. So the first of those games was the uh, MacArthur Bulls at home to Wellington Phoenix. The Bulls' chances had passed, but uh, the Phoenix still had plenty to play for. The final score was 1-0 to the Kiwis. Uh, not a vintage performance from the Phoenix and also riding their luck as the Bulls thumped the crossbar in stoppage time, but the win was all that mattered in securing their spot in the finals. Yeah, look, MacArthur have been disappointing. Uh, Wellington get an important win uh, going into the final series, and, and that'll give them a, a little bit of confidence. But um, yeah, the Bulls sort of just they uh, they just drifted off into non-existence in the second half of the season, pretty much. Um, very disappointing from them. And um, yeah, like I said, for for Wellington, good to get that win, um, give them a bit of a, a confidence boost going into this weekend's game against Adelaide. Yeah, look, if we said that uh, they the uh, the Wanderers had their fuel light on, these guys have got no petrol card, right? So <laughs> there's, there's, even if there's a petrol they're station, standing, they're not standing, standing on the side of the highway uh, trying, trying to hitchhike. So the second of the Saturday games was uh, Sydney FC versus Newcastle Jets. Uh, I think the Jets were already done and dusted, but Sydney needed you know, a bit of a confidence boost uh, heading into the final series. What happened here? Jet, jets were already in their jet, getting away. But... um. <laughs> No, just a, a clinical performance from Sydney FC. Um, pretty much what we, we come to expect of them, or, or what we have expected of them o- over recent years. Um, that they were, you know, Newcastle didn't put up put up much of a fight, but Sydney were just clinical in front of goal. Uh, Lafondra opening the scoring, and then good to see Patrick Wood come on and, and grab a goal as well in the second half. So, um, you know, they, they've they're gaining a bit of momentum um, and, and a bit of um, uh, you know, there's a bit more positivity around Sydney FC going into the finals. I, I guess the only blemish, um, young uh, Jaden Kacharski, uh, saw red for two yellows after coming on as a substitute. So he'll he'll miss the game this weekend. Next to the Saturday games was Melbourne Victory versus Brisbane Raw. Both teams just playing for pride. The final score here was 1-0 to the away team, Brisbane Raw. It wasn't the prettiest of counterattacks, but it was an important one. Jordan Courtney Perkins finishing off the move that gave the Raw the win and helped them to leapfrog the victory. A nice way to end the season for Brisbane, but another one that got away for Melbourne. Yeah, look, the victory have, have been disappointing all, all year, so to speak. Um, they, they came back. They had a little sniff, a slight chance of, you know, maybe going on a bit of a run to to, to get into the finals. But, um, yeah, overall, just a, a disappointing year for, for both teams. Um, I think, you know, Brisbane Raw, although they finish up with eighth, not too bad, but um, victory finishing up uh, second last and 11th is a, is a big failure. The final of the uh, game of the A-League uh, regular season for 2022-23 was the Perth Glory 
welcoming Western United and Diamante in his final or Diamagic in his final game. What was the score here and how did you see this one? Yeah, it ended up uh, 2 1 to Western United. Uh, goals to Ben Garuccio and Bodic for, for United and um, Keegan uh, Yelisic for Perth Glory. So, Perth how, much, just... how much are Western United liking you? Because you told us. Uh, a long time ago now that you said that the, the uh, champions from last year will not make the six this year. There's no hope in hell they'll make it. You were spot on the money. Yeah, I don't know if no hope in hell was, was the yeah, words. Yeah, you were very confident. Was, you were very confident. I was very confident. I, I, just, I just thought with the with the recruitment they, they did um, and just just the vibe around the club, like they still don't have a, a, a home ground. Um, you know, the fan base isn't that strong. I just thought they would struggle. Um, and obviously, Diamante was out for the majority of the season as well. And, um, you know, but in saying that, I, I don't know, I just had a feeling that they weren't going to, they weren't going to make the six. Um, and because I, I knew it was going to be a, a tough, tough ask for them to to go, you know, back into the finals and, and potentially go back to back. I just couldn't see it happening with the, with the squad they had. One last rally behind to, to send off their hero. Uh, Alessandro Diamante with a win in his final game before retirement, and um, also uh, Topper Stanley as well. So you know, I, I just I just love him. I love Diamante. He's, we're going to lose so much, um, you know, not having him in the league. Um, I the, love his the master and the servant, the amazing, the amazing Diamante, and the fantastic servant. Oh yeah, Topper Stanley, Topper, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like he, he's been, at, at, you know, in the league for how many years now? Um, always played at a consistent level. Always given his all. Um, but yeah, Diamante, what a guy! Just his positive energy, smile, his enthusiasm for for the game. And what is he? I think he's thirty nine at the at the moment. So you know, what a guy! And and he, he will be missed, and and so will Topper Stanley. Look, both getting out, I think, at the right time. So uh, it's it's important to know when your time's up and go out on a, on, a, on as high a high note as you can. And I think they both chosen wisely. That's the end of our revolutionised roundup. Up after the break, we welcome to the player escape room a Kiwi international ready for finals football. Wellington Phoenix's Clayton Lewis joins us for a chat. Catch you after the break. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the player escape room is a man who is as important part of his club as he is his country. Please welcome to the show Wellington Phoenix Kiwi International midfielder Clayton Lewis. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's great to have you here. And uh, firstly, it's uh, great to see you back on the pitch after rupturing your patella against the Mariners in January. You missed seven games and only just returned against Adelaide and you've put a few together. But I think for the Phoenix, it's huge to have their key man in the centre of the park back on the pitch. Yeah, it was a you know, tough tough moment to get injured at that point. I think uh, you know we had a good run of results. I think we went four on the bounce, um, got injured and then kind of took a little blip um, for a while and then um, had a good result against Western while I was out. And then, yeah, now I've come back, uh, can't seem to win. So... I'm not sure it's a it's a big thing having me back at the moment, but uh, no, no, I'm I'm happy to be back, mate. Uh, if I had a choice of having uh, no Lewis in my midfield or having Lewis, it's a no brainer. It's a hundred out of a hundred Lewis <laughs> in my midfield. But uh, mate, you guys were doing really well for my fantasy team at one point, and now I think I'm steering clear of you. But at one said I cry, Craig and Zawada, and the boys all give me max points, and uh, it's dried up a bit. But uh, the team earlier in the season, mate, as we said, we're pushing for a top two finish, but without a win in five games and a few poor results in the period before that, it's pushed you down the table. Uh, the team just needs at least a point against the Bulls this weekend to secure a final spot. How's the vibe in the squad? Is it still positive? I know there's been obviously uh, talk about players leaving as well as the coach leaving, and that's all, you know, nothing that we can control, but is is there still a good vibe in the squad? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, after the, the game last weekend, we're all very disappointed. Um I think it was a performance that we aren't proud of and I think um, 
has now given us a kind of fresh mind to kind of attack what's been going wrong. And I think uh, this week we've definitely started with, you know, a bit more fun um, and bringing back kind of what we had earlier on, just knowing what we're good at and trying to go back to that. And I think um, definitely the boys are a lot, I'd say happier than what we were, um, you know, middle of last week. So I think we're all raring to go. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, Needing only a point is uh, a little bit scary as well. I think, um, you know, you can sometimes approach the game knowing that you don't need to win, so you just set up not to lose. Um, but I think the boys this week have been, you know, we've been at it. And I think, uh, you know, training's been very intense and we're definitely going for the win, that's for sure. Look, nothing but a win would be the ideal prep for you guys. But in saying that too, Perth and that still have to get the job done. So there's a lot to be done, but hopefully you guys can get the the point or points you need to uh, secure your final spot. But uh Mate, this this week on Saturday evening, you secure your final spot. The team hasn't been in the best form, but has plenty of quality all across the park. Should the other teams be scared of the Phoenix, who have nothing to lose coming to the playoffs? I think so. I think uh, you know we showed at the start of the season um, that we could, you know, be up around the first first or second. I think uh, we've shown you know glimpses of um, just how good we can be, and it's only really recently that we've taken a little little dip in that uh, dip in that form, but. You know, we're we're a team that I think on on uh, any given day can beat anyone. Um, but then you look at the league table, and you know everyone's you know gained so many points against different opposition. So um, yeah, I know Macarthur are sitting you know at the bottom, but you know there's no easy game in the A League. So uh, yeah, it's definitely one to you know scratch our heads and uh, knuckle down and you know get that win. Mate, it is a pretty pretty even competition, and it just goes to show that. Uh, if you are slightly off your game like you were against the Wanderers, you can be punished. But uh, like I said, with the quality you have across the park, there's no reason you can't bounce back. And as proven by Adelaide, you know, 10 on the trot and then two average performances. So you're only as good as your last performance. You know, one of the things I put it down to, and like I said, I'm not here analysing the, the Phoenix squad and I'm sure fuck and, and the rest of the lads there do that, but uh, it wasn't great timing having Oscar have a child. I know it's great for him and his family, but all of a sudden he was unstoppable and you guys were winning games and all of a sudden he takes a couple of daddy daycare days and now all of a sudden the team started to hit a dip. So hopefully now that uh, his son's been born, we can uh, get back to business as usual. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if his, uh, his little man's uh, taking a few dumps a bit too much and they might smell a bit, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, he's, a, he's a top quality striker. I think, uh, you know, he's proven that he can score goals. Um, it's just about putting them in those areas and, 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 you know, getting them on the end of those. He's a big, big presence. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely something we need to kind of go back to. And, you know, we know his strengths, so we just need to make sure we, you know, keep keep going to those. Mate, moving a little bit into international football. So with 22 caps for the All-Whites, a goal and an assist in the World Cup qualifiers, you face Costa Rica in a winner-takes-all match. You concede after only three minutes, and then Costa is hardly harshly sent off which hurts your chances of finding an equaliser with 20 to go. And unfortunately, you do not qualify for the 2022 World Cup. As a playing group, is that even more fuel to get it right and qualify for the 2026 World Cup in USA, Mexico or Canada? Or is this just a brand new, you know, another four years we qualify? Or does it give you that burning desire to fix what, you know, you kind of was harshly taken off you? Yeah, I think it was extremely disappointing that we didn't get through. I think, you know, we scored a legitimate goal as well, I think. Uh, you know, the foul that was given was extremely harsh, I think. And then, um, yeah, Costa <laughs> coming on and, you know, doing what he did. Uh, yeah, was it, it didn't help the team, but I think, um, you know, we were still in the game after that. And, uh, you know, we created chances and, you yeah, we didn't quite put those away. But, yeah, now we got a, you know, an, a new coach. We're not too sure who that is yet. Um, 
but the last window, you know, we worked with Darren Baisley and, you know, we got two good results against China. Um, what was it? It was nil-nil the first game and then we won the second game. So I think it's a, a step forward and, you know, hopefully we can continue that come the June window and then, yeah, so on and so forth after that. Mate, should I be booking my tickets to watch you play in the World Cup in 2026? Are you confident? I'm confident. Uh, you know, that's a, it's definitely, you know, a lot. I wouldn't say easier, but, you know, having that um, automatic spot uh, from Oceania is a a big boost for us. Yeah, it's um, huge. And, yeah, I think, you know, the, the island teams are so unpredictable. I think, you know, they've got so many Fileri uh, attacking, you know, weapons from those island teams. Um, it's just about trying to, you know, catch them out defensively. And, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully we can be on that plane. Look, I know everyone wants to play the World Cup, but you know, just quietly, I think USA, Mexico, and Canada is a lot nicer venue than Qatar. Hey, I love <laughs> Qatar actually. We just couldn't actually do do too much because of COVID and whatnot. But yeah, it's uh, it'll hopefully be uh, back to a proper World Cup. Yeah, that'd be nice, mate. Uh, I know you spent some time in the UK. Is there still overseas ambitions? You're still young. You're still you know producing the goods, and barring an injury, you, you probably would have had your best season by far. Um, not to say you haven't produced in the past, but you were outstanding this year until the injuries come along and, you know, hopefully you get back to that in, in the final series. But uh, is there still overseas ambitions? Yeah, 100%. I think you always want to, or as a footballer, you always want to play at the highest level. Um, I went over to England, I wouldn't say too early, but at an opportunity that I couldn't really turn down. I was playing amateur football in Auckland and then, you know, a contract came up at a at a League One side in Scunthorpe, and I took it with both hands. And you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out. We had, I think, in my two seasons, I went through five coaches. Um, so, it's, yeah, for me, that was a big eye opener. And you know, just as I kind of getting a, a chance to come off the bench and start a game, you know, he'd get sacked, and then the next one would come in, and I'd have to start all over again. So it's uh yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a weird moment in my career, but it definitely helped me, I think, uh, defensively in my game and that transition into a six. Um, I'm not sure if you knew, but I used to be a creative 10 um, and uh, score, score some goals. But uh, yeah, definitely transitioning into a six, it definitely helped my game defensively. Nice. All right, mate, uh, you've passed that with flying colours. Let's get into the first game. Uh, I like to play with my guests, which is six aside, where I ask you six questions comparing you to you and your Phoenix teammates. But firstly, let me give you a little bit of a warning. So I played this with Stevie Garkovich. He said that uh, he had better dress sense than you as Clay is black on black with trainers. Black on black? Yeah, That's so, so bullshit. Yeah. So I'm telling, you, I'm telling you this is what he told me. So he said Clay's black on black with trainers and I have a bit of colour. So he did promise me if he got you as a, a Chris Kringle, he would buy you some colour. So that's that's what uh, Steve's told me. And Oscar uh, Zawada said he takes longer than you in the shower and that he's the always last. So he he was quite nice to you. I think Yagarkovic ditched you. Yeah, well, Stevie's – yeah, he was one of those players who were early on in the in the season when um, you probably spoke to him. It was me and Rufa playing. Okay. Um, so he was probably a bit <laughs> probably pissed was. that he wasn't playing, but he was probably a bit uh, salty with you. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I know he's a big fan. I know he's a big fan, and so and he thinks that uh, you add so much to the team. So look, I, I think if anyone's going to ever give me a straight answer, I think it was him. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Stevie's a great bloke. I think we had a good connection before he even came to the club. So uh, yeah, having having him here has been uh, you know a funny funny uh, season. But no, nah, he's a he's a top quality player as well, and I enjoy playing with him. All right, you ready to roll? Let's do it. Okay, who is more likely to be late to training or to the airport for an away game, you or Sam Sutton? Oh, that's 
I try my best to match this up well, right, to make yeah, it happen. Yeah, yeah. So I do try, and the boys quite often say to me, the guests, mate, you got that one spot on. It's like, you know, I don't know everything about the players, but I do try my best. <laughs> yeah, well, me, me and Sutz lived together last year in, uh, okay. in Sydney. Um, but this year he's living with uh, Lawsy, and Lawsy can be can be late at times. Uh, and I'm obviously by myself, so I know I can get there on time. So I'm going to go Sutz is going to be late for sure. All right, mate. Good see what happens when you lose quality like you alongside you. You end up just falling <laughs> behind the rest of the pack, right? Exactly. All right. Who is the better roommate, you or Callan Elliott? Oh, it's definitely me. I think, uh, you know, I've been uh, rooming with Costa, and I think uh, if, any, if anyone asks Costa, I'm a – I'm a great roommate. Uh, Cal's a bit of a grub. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah just clothes and, and everything is everywhere, so it's de- definitely me for sure. All right. What about in the national team? Who do you normally get to room with, or is it just random? Just It's Costa as well, actually. Costa uh, as well? Yeah, so me, me what and a, Costa, What a duo. Yeah, I mean, he's basically my dad. He's that old. Um, but, uh, <laughs> nah, we, we get along really well. I think, um, you know, we both grew up playing for Olympic in Wellington, the Greek yep. side there, so – and. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. I actually only really met him properly in the in the national team, um, and then you know since he kind of told me he was coming back to the Knicks, uh, it was a big positive for me knowing that you know we had played together before. Um, but yeah, Costa, we've roomed together for a while now. Yeah, he's a champion guy. Who would who would make the better Hollywood actor, you or Alex Rufa? Oh, I think Roofs. I think he's got the the little quiff of the hair. I think uh, you know, and a little bit of makeup, and he'll be good to go. I think uh, if anyone saw his All Access, he was he was acting up a little bit, but uh, no, nah, I, I think Roos would definitely be a lot better. All right, look, if if we did go down that path, his would probably be maybe romantic co- comedies. Yours would be action. That would probably be the way we'd be going, though. Surely, yeah, surely, that'd have to be the way to go, yeah. right? Yeah, give me the guns and the flips, and I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Who gets noticed more in the street, you or Oscar Zawada? I think it's got to be Oscar. I think uh, he's a big presence, so anyone walking along the street will be looking up to him. And I think uh, he's definitely scored enough goals for people around Wellington to, you know, realise who he is. Um, although I'm from Wellington, so you'd like to think that my, maybe someone might recognise me, but uh, hasn't happened just yet. So I'm still waiting for that one. Mate, I find that hard to believe. Like I said, I've picked a big star in the A-League, but I've also picked a big star who is a Kiwi, right? Not a Polish man. So uh, I think, I reckon you're getting spotted, you know, quite quite often, but I think you're too modest to tell us that. I think maybe in terms of football, uh, footballers that know football, I think would, would recognise probably Oscar. Um, but in terms of just general public, maybe uh, myself might have that one. Okay. I remember... Uh, I was out a few years ago in Bondi and I, I saw Ndombele who plays for Spurs and I'm a big Spurs fan. Not one person there recognised him. I almost fell over 10 times trying to get to him to go over and say good day. But it goes to show, right, sometimes Australians don't understand. They, they'd recognise a cricketer or an AFL guy, but you've got a guy like Ndombele who's world class, absolute class. No one even went over and said a word to him. Yeah, it's crazy. I think when I was in England, I think the first time I saw Jordan Henderson in the um, in the Nike store and just walking around, no one around him, like people just walking straight past him. I was going, what the hell is going on here? This guy plays in the Premier League and no one's talking to him. So I thought, you know, I'm uh, asking for a photo, got a photo, and then all of a sudden now three or four people come up and ask. I'm like, did no one realise? Like, or is it just normal? Like, Well, he shared it as well because he said he got one with Clayton Lewis. That's what the, the, the rumour on the street <laughs> yeah. was. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I had a couple of shoes and I think he paid for them. but. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate, I think I might have seen this. I might have had a crystal ball and seen this one coming, but uh, 
this is all stuff I locked in prior to, to our chat. Who sucks up to the coach more, you or Costa Barbarousas? Oh, you know what? I think uh, we both definitely don't. Um, okay. But all right, then. So I'll, I'll get, look, I'll, I'll make you two immune then. Is there a player here you're happy to stitch and say he just goes that little extra mile and he doesn't need to because he's a good bloke or he's a good player? He doesn't need to do it, but they just can't help themselves and they just have to go over and make sure they're always like, you know, in, in the coach's view or seem to be a favorite. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, Ben Old. Okay, oh, he I think, does. Uh, you know, every time he does something good, he might do the little like look over to the coach just to see that <laughs> scene. Um, and then you know, where when he does see, he, he's expecting like a oh, well done, oldie, or you know, anything like that. But yeah, I'll, I'll go Ben Old for that. All right. And last one: Who is more likely to pick up the bill if you go out for a team dinner or lunch, and someone has to pick up the bill? You or Jan Sus? I think I think me Jan can't even speak English, <laughs> but can't um, just. But you don't need to just swipe your gold Amex, right? You just have to just roll it across the yeah, counter, isn't that? Yeah, how I'd it like works? to think him being a foreigner for our club, he'll uh, he'll be on a decent wedge and uh, we'll get it. But he probably doesn't even know what Bill means. So um, <laughs> okay, yeah, but uh, I'll, I'd say uh, probably me. But in terms of the whole squad, I reckon uh, the skipper. I think Alex Rufer would step up for sure. Oh, he does. Is he is he a big, big gentleman like that? The skipper will happily go and pay the bill. Yeah, I think that's why he's captain, isn't it? Yeah, probably. probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Mate, I'll, mate, I'll throw in an extra one here just to give you a chance to be able to throw someone under the bus. Yeah. When you walked into the club and you, you signed for the, the Phoenix, who, what's one thing you knew you were, be- you were better at than a teammate? So anything there, whether it's manners, whether it's this or that, or I train harder in the gym, is there something you knew straight away there's that teammate there, I've got that guy, that sucker covered? I think in terms of this year, uh, I thought uh, Bojita Krajev was uh, very rude. Um, I thought he was, yeah, I thought when he asked for things, if we go out for meals or anything, uh, there was no manners whatsoever. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if that was just because of where he's from. Yep. Um, so, you know, after one or two times, I had to say something. Uh, and he had no idea that, like, it was... Like people didn't care or anything like that, and since then he's been uh, yeah top guy. And I think uh, in terms of my first season, uh, I think just the way Josh Laws was in the gym, he was just he had a squat rack, but was just like sitting in the squat, like <laughs> not even getting up, just like holding it there. Yeah, and I was like, what is this guy doing? Like he had proper gym shoes on, like with the straps and all sorts. I was like, nah, that's for TikTok. That's not for training. Yeah. For I, was like, I was like, this guy, I'm not sure about this guy. Um, it took a while to come around, but uh, yeah, he's a sound guy now, Lawsy. <laughs> I was going to say you fixed him as well, but it's quite funny, right? Because I think it may have something to do with that uh, European side of things with Krayev. But there's yeah. this uh, funny place in Sydney called Karen's. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a restaurant. I have heard yeah, of it. Yeah, they I've abuse the hell out of you, right? They tell you off and they say you're you're ugly and this and that and they don't, <laughs> and this. So and so we could have sent him there, couldn't we? Oh. Krayev would love it. That that would be his heaven. Yeah, he would have gone off at them too. That's what I'm saying. They'll uh, think he's in character. They're going to think, how good is this customer? Not realising. And the thing is, you don't care if your Karen's what your reviews are because they're going to say, oh, yeah, cu- customer service was rubbish. But that's the plan. Exactly. Maybe that's what BK can do after football. <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure there's one in Bulgaria and get him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. All right, mate, let's uh, let's get into the second game I like to play, which is called 1-2, where I'll give, uh, give you a few topics and you just tell me your thoughts on it. Sweet. What song best describes you? Oh, 
could okay. be an anthem. It could be something that motivates you. It could be any of those. Just something that if people go, yeah, straight away, if I ask your closest friends or your, your girlfriend and family and that, they'd say, oh, yeah, that's 100% Clayton Lewis song. I think in terms of if you if you said to me, what karaoke song would you sing? Yep. I'd go, I want it that way. Okay. Backstreet Boys, I think that's my, my go-to. Um, although in England, uh, for my initiation, I did the haka. Okay, quality. So, uh, awesome. Yeah, there was uh, something a bit different, but something the boys wanted to kind of experience. Um, so I'd say in terms of song, probably I want it that way. Okay. Not in terms of the lyrics. Yeah, but, but, it's, but it seems at the moment, mate, you're having it your way, mate. You've got yeah. 22 caps. You're uh, you're flying in the A-League, so I think it is your way at the moment. But uh, I did have singing and karaoke uh, on the list as well, so we'll skip to that one quickly. Are uh, you a good singer? So, Haka, you'd be great, but I'm talking I want it that way. A Backstreet yeah. Boys saying we're going on tour. Oh, God, we need someone in New Zealand. Yeah, Clayton Lewis can join, or they're going to say, uh, we'll call you, don't call us. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I like to say maybe – if 100% was like pitch perfect, I'd like to say I was about 60%. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a bit above average. I've definitely heard worse, uh, <laughs> and especially in the team. Uh, Who's the worst? Oh, I think BK would probably be up there. Don't, uh, oh, you know, he's up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know, uh, you know, me and Sutz living together last year, he'd get the guitar out and uh, we'd bust out a few tunes. Oh, is he, is he good, good on the guitar? The old yeah, he's good on yeah. the guitar. He's a bit yep. shy on the guitar, but, um, you know, get him a few drinks and, uh, you know, he's right there uh, strumming a few few songs. So, no, it's, uh, I, th- I think me and Sutz would be up there. Yeah, beautiful. Your cooking skills. Considering you live oh. by yourself, I'm hoping they're half decent, but I'm, chances are no. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, like, I like to say I'm good, but, no, nah, they'd be lying. I think uh, – Definitely when my missus is here, she's definitely one that's uh, in the kitchen more, although it's definitely not what she wants. You know, she's she's been at work all day. She doesn't want to come home to then cook for me. Um, so it's definitely something I'm getting better at, and uh, I think uh, hopefully uh, next season she'll uh, forgive me for all those times. Well, <laughs> and, the problem uh, could... is, right, mate, because you are an athlete and you have to fuel yourself properly, it's not like you go to an office job, you can eat whatever you want, roll down the street and be unfit. You've got to be at your peak, right? So yeah. is it? Is it lack of lack of skills or just lack of interest that you don't cook? I think it's just yeah. I think lack of interest. I think just timing as well. Like something easy is so much better, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like knowing you only have to, I don't know, five ten minutes rather than a twenty five thirty minute, uh, very healthy dinner. Um, you know, I much rather go for the easy option. Mate, I think, I hate to tell you this, but I think you put a target on your back because last year we did a cook-off with Sydney FC and the Wanderers and we had Reese Williams and Luke Bratton cooking with uh, Master Chef Manu Fidel. Oh, if good. we ever get another one off the ground, I, I'd be so tempted to bring you in, mate. It, I just think it'd be amazing viewing, watching you in there. Um, you know, I, I just I just think it'd be absolute a showstopper. Uh, I might delete your number, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, no problems. Well, look, what about if I just find someone worse? If I can tell you someone you're matching up with who's worse, then that 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 might be an option. If you could bring Ben Wayne back from the UK, uh, yeah, I'll go up against him. Yeah, okay, yeah, that'd be quality <laughs> against Ben Wayne. Look, uh, who knows? Like I said, he's I know he's going well over there, but he may get homesick. He's still a young lad, so there's still opportunity for that to happen. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, I think there was an option where he he could have gone the year before, and I think. Um, a lot of the boys chatted to him and kind of told him they thought he could do with one more year. Um, and then kind of he had a good year last year. And I think, um, you know, I think he had every right to take that move. And, you know, he got a little injury recently, so he's kind of been in and out of the squad. Uh, but I think he'll definitely get the 
the the chance he needs. I think they're in a top quality position at the moment where you know they could get they could get automatic promotion, yeah, and then you know what what however it goes, but you know he could get loaned out to say the same league he's in at the moment and play a play forty six games next year, and you know just skyrocket from there. So you know hopefully for his sake he does that, and um, you know hopefully his wage goes up as well when they go up. He deserves all the success he gets. Yeah, mate. Uh, fuck Tale. Few words about him. Thoughts? Yeah, he, for me, he was a big kind of contributor to me playing how I played the last couple of seasons. I think um, when I was in England, I came back to amateur football at Auckland City and hoping that I would sign for the Phoenix um, a year later when COVID happened, and it kind of kind of all worked out. And he gave me that chance, and I think I've just grown um, since he since he's brought me in. And uh, yeah, I think it's a big credit and. Uh, big thank you to him and whatever he decides to do now, I wish him all the best and uh, hopefully it's, uh, you know, on to bigger and better things. Yeah, look, it's big shoes to fill, but um, I'm sure Giancarlo will have a fair crack at it. But uh, Celebrity Crush? Uh, it's always been Mila Kunis. Okay. Still yeah. is, always will be? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, <laughs> even Margot Robbie's up there a bit. Um, I get that I get that a few times. And yeah. most of the time I ask him what movies do you like her in and I can't get get him to tell me one movie. So I can't <laughs> get the juice of that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. You just know the person, that's it. Mate, is there, extending onto that, is there a, a Kiwi player or a footballer that you've kind of looked up to or, you know, that's inspired you to, to, to get to where you are today? You know, growing up it was actually uh, Costa. Okay. Um, I think uh, he's that old. Yeah, he's that old. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's... Well, like because he obviously played at Olympic, like I said earlier, um, and kind of his career just kind of went from there. And uh, you know, when I started playing for Olympic, that's the same route I kind of wanted to go on. Um, and we've ended up now, you know, being quite close friends. So that's pretty cool. Um, but in terms of yeah, national team and whatnot, I think um, I've always looked up to. Um, Leo Burdos as well. I think yep. he was the the delivery and and what he had in his career was uh, top quality. Yeah, nice. Are you talented at any other sports? Oh, I like to say basketball. Um, Are you good? I used to play until I was about 13, 14, and then uh, I stopped growing. Um, so I thought that's probably not the best sport for me. Uh, but I, I love basketball. I've got a you know three by three, uh, three v three basketball court at our training ground at the moment. So you know, I'm there shooting a couple of hoops every every day uh, with a couple of the boys. So it's, who, uh, who, who likes to get get on the boards with you? Uh, Stevie actually. Um, okay. He's no good after today's performance, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who else is? Who else comes along? Lawsy comes along, but horrible technique. A um, couple of years that's, ago, that's from lack of gym work, right? That's that's what happens to oh, Lawsy. Yeah, yeah. Just squatting. You don't <laughs> you don't need your glutes for that. Um, I think uh, two years ago we played a lot in Wollongong as well, and uh, James McGarry was down there with me um, all the time as well. Okay, nice. Something you've always wanted to do but never tried? Guitar. Okay. Uh, I think I've uh, seen, seen Sutz uh, on it a lot last year. Um, you know, wanted me to kind of start. I started briefly uh, this year, and then my fingers got sore, so I kind of stopped for a while, and it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of just gone downhill since then. And uh, just when you can't hit that note, eh, it's just so frustrating. Um, you don't need your fingers. You don't do throw-ins that often. You don't need, <laughs> just need your feet, mate. Yeah, my, my hands aren't big enough. That's I think that's the thing. <laughs> as soon as I have to push the string, it just starts hurting. Um, but I think also golf. I think, uh, you know, a lot of the boys play golf. Um, 
but there's too many just oh, frustrating moments. I hit, I went with my brothers the other day and uh, no, I hit a nice one straight onto the green. I was buzzing and then about three putted. So then uh, <laughs> that, that um, you know, sense of satisfaction of that I'm good just quickly went out the window. My 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 uh, I suppose the best way to describe a pro golfer, and based on my own experiences, is the fact that pro golfers can putt and drive at the same time on the same day in the same course. I yeah. only do one or the other, and that's why I shoot 150. Right, so <laughs> yeah. a pro golfer to me is someone that can do both at the same time, and I can't do that. Yeah, oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I think uh, straight off the drive, I was like, oh, I'm so good, and then yeah, that quickly changed, and my brothers are laughing. Did you beat so. your brothers at least? Uh, beat one brother, the other brother won, but the other brother plays a lot. So lucky you got two. Uh, so at least he didn't come last, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he was on holiday, so I kind of try to keep him uh, keep him happy and say he did very well. <laughs> All right. What motivates you to work hard? You know, I think the people around me. I think um, you know, just seeing uh, my girlfriend have aspirations of her career. I think um, you know she's she's working extremely hard in in the media and um, you know wanting to go to bigger and better things. I think she's working on the Women's World Cup. Um, so that's probably the pinnacle of what she can do. Um, so she's already got that. So it's uh, definitely given me some extra motivation to keep, you know, pushing in my career and, you know, find a place where we can both, you know, do our thing together. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Nice answer. But, uh, mate, I know you're a busy man. I know you've got uh, an important game against MacArthur this week and you probably need a little bit of rest and recovery with your training every single day. But, mate, I uh, wish you all the best. I thank you very much for, for coming on the show and uh, giving a few of your teammates a serve. If they, uh, if they reach out to me, I'll tell them I, I don't know what they're talking about. But uh, hopefully, mate, like I said, we lock in the finals on Saturday night and uh, you guys can let loose in the uh, final series and try and go as far as you can. Um, and I wish you all the best with the, all the other things you're working on. But, mate, uh, thanks again once, once again for coming on the show and uh, I'll check in with you maybe a little bit later in the year. Perfect, mate. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. A lot of fun chatting with Clayton, a charismatic lad, and we wish him all the best in Friday's elimination final. Now it's the final part of our show, clinical finish. Up first, our world-famous WTF, a what the foot? Man City striker Erling Haaland in his first season with the club and only 22 years old, 50 goals this season. 34 in the PL, 12 in the Champions League, three in the FA Cup, and just throwing a little bonus one in the EFL Cup. Phenomenal. And how can you be that much better than your dad? Like usually you get guys who are world-class like that. Their father was a real fan. His father was a good player. But this guy is this guy a is, one in a billion. He's a superhuman freak, not from this planet. He's an alien. I don't know. It's Thor. He, he's he's <laughs> he, Yeah, he's, he's, he's made in a lab somewhere, honestly. Because he's how many will he end up with this season? He's he's currently got fifty. Fifty. He could hit sixty easy, I reckon. Yeah. Okay. He could hit sixty. What? So at ridiculous. the moment, this is already like another planet. But what number takes him just to a level where it, it, the Alan Shearers and all these guys are just like a also rans around? Him. If he got to sixty-five or seventy, no if one's. He, if he gets over sixty, yeah. I reckon that is just ridiculous. He, you know. Okay. He's. he's it's it's oh, I, I can't even I, I don't know what to say. He's just he's that I can better than my dad. He's that good at finish. <laughs> he's just that good at finishing, right? Yeah. He doesn't doesn't do anything else. Yeah. You know, don't you don't you don't want him back on halfway picking up the ball trying to dribble players. You just want him as soon as they, those players get the ball, get in the box. And and to be honest, he's getting some of the best service ever. Yeah, he is. But I'll tell you what, 
not many players in the world make as good a runs as he does. The way oh, that no. he runs across the line and then then makes his diagonal runs or straightens up, he allows himself to use his speed because there's guys in the league who are fast. They just don't know how to make a run. There's only one striker in the Premier League that I've seen make runs like that before, and that's Fernando Torres. Yeah, in his in his prime for yeah. his first couple of seasons for Liverpool, he's, he was that much quicker than the defenders. His runs were so much smarter than anyone I've ever seen, any striker I've, I've, I've seen in the Premier League. Um, but Harlan's just absolutely next level. If uh, if he gets to sixty, will you do a solo on the show of Harland? Harland. Yeah, I know you. you yeah, I, absolutely, I'm, mate, I'm there. If you don't, if he, if he gets to sixty, what I'll, makes, I'll do whatever. What makes it worse for me is the fact that uh, being a Dortmund fan is that we lost him. But if we can still win the title without him, oh, that'd really be happy days. Oh, yeah, it'd be happy days. It'd be absolutely fantastic. But it also helps that uh, Lewandowski left as well, which means that it made. Uh, Bayern a lot weaker than they uh, they usually are. So, all right, moving on to games to watch this week. All eyes will be on the elimination finals. Friday, Adelaide welcomes the Phoenix in a winner-takes-all clash. And Saturday, it's the Sydney derby when the Wanderers uh, go to war against Sydney FC with a place in the semifinals on the line. Yeah, look, two huge games. Um, Adelaide at home. Let's, let's hope a, a good crowd t- uh, turns out there. And um, It's a bit uh, of a fizzer, though, isn't it, though? It, it, I know it, we're cheering on our mate Clayton that we've had on the show this week, but let's be honest, they're two teams that are in terrible form. There's probably teams outside the six that would have been more enjoyable to watch. <laughs> they are, they are, honestly. But look, they're there now. They, they need to make the most of this opportunity. Tell uh, us, though, who um who does uh, the winner of this game play? That's a very good question. I think if they play the, the Mariners, play... the Mariners are going, this is absolutely oh, the Mariners, gift. The Mariners will, will play Adelaide again any day, and they'll, they'll take Wellington any day. But... Um, is, this is the first time that a Sydney Derby's been in the finals, I believe. It is the first time. Yeah, yeah. first time ever a Sydney Derby in the in the finals. So um, this should really, a, hopefully, this is an advertisement for the game. Right, we have a cracking game, a cracking crowd, and people watch and say, "This is what the A League can be," and we start building on this from next season. Right, we can stop talking about it. We just have to start doing it. Yeah, look, we we need we need these next you know this final series to to really ignite a flame in in Australian football and ignite a flame in the, in the fans and, and really get them excited about next season. Cause I think, you know, this season has been a, a little disappointing from a, an external perspective. Um, you know, the football has been great. I think. Yeah. I think but stop the sabotage, been, the right? Internal really sabotage yeah, is yeah, one uh, of the biggest problems we have. Yeah. hundred, hundred percent. So people, people looking in are going like, what, what is this? Why, but why how would our show be if every single week one of us unplugged the other one's microphone or, you know, oh, stuffed the headset up and that, and that would be horrible. But as a team, as a team, you yeah, work you together. together. And you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, these guys don't understand that. Like they go out there and they just do things that are totally non-beneficial for others in the game or for other clubs or for other people or for fans. So it's just fans, like, wake yeah. up, mate. Look, you got to put the fans first, and I think the the APL and the and the league um, they must learn from this season. And you know, let, let's get through this final series. Hopefully, there's a there's a bit of hype. There's some great football, um, maybe some fairy tale endings. Who who knows? Um, and and then you know, let, let's start with a clean slate for for next season and, and start building again. Give us a name: Adelaide or Phoenix? Adelaide. I'm going to go Phoenix. Uh, Sydney FC or Wanderers? I am going to go Sydney FC. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Wanderers. All right, we'll split no, it. We'll, we'll split yeah, it. We'll, 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 split we'll it. see you next week. And we'll see how we go. Out. We'll see how we go. And then they go to face uh, the uh, informed Mariners and City in a two-leg semi-final, which uh, will be interesting. And we'll see what happens because 
you can't just think about 90 minutes. You have to think at 180 minutes, right, plus. And so you have to plan yourself over two legs, which this this is a bigger challenge for the players and for the coaching staff, right, to make sure you're ready for two because if you turn up for one and not the other, you get your pants pulled down. Cactus. Yeah, it's 100%. You're, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked. Or fixed it, you're fucked. All right, so um, our TFR fantasy update, this is the final round. So uh, we don't create this competition. We just play it. So unfortunately, they've pulled the pin now. I don't know if it's just because there's only six teams left. But uh, once the regular season finishes, they are also done. But uh, my round score was 98. My final score, 2,164. Everybody knows that's not enough to beat you after I led the whole way and then ran out of gas. So talking on that topic, I just, yeah, it wasn't good enough. What did you you end up with this round? You must have made 11, 11 subs and just copied my team because I ended up with a 98 as well. Yeah, what are the chances? Um, taking my total to 2,203. Too no, good, 2,230. Yeah, too good, mate. Way too good for me. Uh, like I said, I, you can you can lead. You're only as good as the last 100 metres and my 100 wasn't good enough. You just ran over top of me and I think other than this week, you've had six or seven uh, you know, sub hundreds um, and just way too good. And I just wasn't good enough, but, uh, I made no changes. I reinstated captain Zawada who got me 28, Aldred got me 16 and Thomas 13. Cold was, uh, the usually reliable Williams and Neuenhoff. My mistake, leaving Reyes on the bench, who got me 10 and Miller, who got me seven on the pine. So, uh, my mistake, who did the damage for you? I know it was probably just you in general, not just your team, but you've killed me the yeah, last look, 10 weeks. I've, I've stayed loyal for the last 10, 12 weeks, I think. So I don't think I've made any, any subs. So. Um, you know, my, my boys, uh, Ryan Grant at the back and, and Lawrence Thomas, uh, both picked up 13 Henry Hall, who's, who's been a, a big find for me, uh, with 14 and then, uh, Lolly up top with 14 and McLaren 12 doing the damage. And maybe next year I'll make it harder for you. We just say no subs, right? Cause you haven't used any anyway. So we just make it no, no subs. subs. Yeah. See how we go. And there'll be weeks where you have one or two players, but at least we'll be in the same boat. If you missed any part of the show or want to listen to other episodes, where can they catch it? Yeah, they can catch us on all good podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, also up on Football Nation Radio across their platforms and uh, up on our YouTube channel as well. My exciting news, we've got some more cracking guests coming up. I can't give Ooh, too much big, away, but we, we're probably going to have to go back to back, right? We're going to have to be uh, Sydney FC uh, women's or even um, you know some of these other classic teams. We might, we're going to have probably two player escape rooms. We might even have a player slash we might have to do the Melbourne City back to back to back. Yeah, we might have to. So we've got plenty coming in. Uh, like I said, that's what happens when you when people like what you do. You start getting a little bit of uh, interest and people chasing, chasing and want to come on and have a chat with us. So uh, we're more than happy to, uh, with open arms, take in these big stars and get them uh, talking and so you can hear that, the human side of, uh, of them. Uh, two exciting elimination finals this week. Let the best team win. Uh, best teams win. We set up, uh, which will set up two sensational semi-finals the following week. We thank our guest uh, Clayton, and we wish him all the best. We hope you enjoyed the show even half as much as we enjoy bringing it to you, and look forward to your company again next Tuesday. As we say, until then, rise up and join the football revolution. Have a fantastic week. Enjoy the finals, and we'll see you then. <laughs>